Welcome to Cocktails Over Coffee, a podcast dedicated to spotlighting individuals who have taken a leap of faith by leaving their corporate careers, otherwise known as their coffee, and taking on their passion projects, otherwise known as their cocktails. I'm Janae Green, and I am so excited to be here today with Janine. Hi. Janae and Janine. <laughs> I love that. Take over the world. <laughs> Cheers. Yes. Thank you for being here. Of course. Janine actually helped me make this cocktail. We're drinking. She did a good job. We're drinking an old fashioned. Mm-hmm. She, she helped me with the garnishes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, because I have nothing in my kitchen, so this she was a, cook. this was a struggle. Speaking of not cooking, let's talk about you. Okay. <laughs> okay. So tell me, what was your coffee? What did you used to do? Where did you start out? Okay, my coffee was the financial world. I started as a private banker. Okay. Um, in Midtown, and I was there for about two and a half years and I actually left at the peak of my career my book of business was like a lot of money mm-hmm. um, like I was balancing maybe like 150 to 180 million and I was million. like Jeez. oh yeah Jeez. <laughs> yeah literally Midtown Park Avenue the creme de la creme of that area wow um, and I was like eh. but then I transitioned into financial crimes, okay. which is more like a financial cop. Um, you're working with the FBI, the government, the legalities of finances, what they're doing with their funds. Are they you know, contributing to illegal activity? Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that for like two years and then I was like, yeah, no. As soon as I got promoted, I was like, this Time is not go. it. Yeah. I, actually, I don't drink coffee. So it's like, oh, good. Well, this is, you're the perfect <laughs> guest for cocktails over coffee. <laughs> It was like I was drinking a lot of tea. Okay. Um, and I was like, you know what? It's just time to leap. At the time, I was already having my catering company. Yeah. And I was like, just go for it. Actually, the real, real honest story is that the creative collectives, remember when they used to have those like event brights? Yeah. Um, but like different... back in the day when it was like 20 the smaller us, meetups. 40 of us. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And I remember I stood up and I was like, I'm not into technology and I really just need to launch my catering company. Yes. And Michael got up and he was like, just do it. Like, just buy the uh, square space. Don't we love Michael yes. for that? That's why we love Michael. <laughs> he was like, just do it. Just buy the square space. I bought the square space. And I like for five months, I came home every day after work and just like figured out how to build my website because I wanted to do it for myself. Yeah. Um, and I launched in 2017, February. Okay. And I left that summer. Oh, wow. I gave him my two weeks and I was out. And was there any moment that you officially decided it's time to go or was it, it was it? A buildup over time it was a buildup okay it was a buildup I didn't feel as you would say I wasn't passionate mm-hmm. like, I was fulfilled. really good no I was really good at my job but I was just like we all are good at what we need to be good mm-hmm. at in order to pay our bills exactly um, and feed our lifestyles which I love to travel I love to shop so I love to eat so yes I was like I need a certain you know yeah lifestyle um, and then I just gave him my two weeks and so you bought the domain, you bought mm-hmm. the Squarespace. What else did you do, though, to prepare leaving? Did you, were you saving? Were you, yes. like... I actually really, my lifestyle, I really live below my means, as I was telling you earlier. Wow, like, that is so rare. Yeah, I really <laughs> do. I'm really a simple person. My lifestyle is extravagant. You live, look at my Instagram, I'm traveling three to four times a right. year. I'm eating at fancy restaurants, but, like... 
I'm not a shopper. Like, I'll probably buy a Chanel bag every five years. Mm-hmm. And between that, I'm fine. Like, I'm not a shopper. I don't spend a lot of money besides Uber. I'm that working takes on all Uber. Of our money. <laughs> so you didn't have to scale back too much? No. Okay. No. So that's nice that it wasn't like a, a culture shock for you. No, it wasn't. Yeah. And so tell me, what's your cocktail? What are you doing now? Mm. As I sip this Sips wonderful cocktail. cocktail. <laughs> um, so I launched a premium catering service that included services as personal chef, catering events, mm-hmm. catering weddings, corporate events, um, as well as catering for like film and like photo shoots, you know, when they have like their food table setups. I did yeah. that as well. Um, and now I'm actually transitioning, not transitioning, I've added a sector called nutritional consulting. Like personally, I eat very well. Yeah. I'm plant-based. I'm very aware of what I eat, what I put on my body. Mm-hmm. And I do that within my family and my friends. But yeah. my friends are just like, why don't you just make this a part of your business? Yeah. So yeah, I launched. That's a, that's a really important part, especially because yeah. I think everyone's getting to be a little bit more health conscious. Right. And people sometimes don't exactly know how to start that right. lifestyle and like what's best for them. Cause yes. there's so many fad diets, but doesn't mean that that one diet it's is gonna- It's all the trend. Exactly. It's all the trend. As well, business wise, I mean, it's like a 1.8 billion entity right now. Wow. Yeah, Huge. industry, so I Huge. need to get my piece. Yeah, definitely. And you're, it sounds like you're getting your piece. Yeah, yeah. And so then what did that entail, entail setting up your own business, your own catering business? I mean, with catering, it's really just an action-based. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can cater and really not have a business entity established like an LLC. But I mean, if you're trying to get tax write-offs and yes. the business side of it, then you really you, should. But I mean, yeah. there are chefs out there who are just cooking for fun and they'll you'll pay them over Cash App or something. Yeah. But for me, it's like I wanted the entity because I do have a vision of where I'm going. Like, yeah. ultimately, I want a nutritional consulting firm. Mm-hmm. Um, I want restaurants. So I did have to establish it 100% business-wise to just build up my rapport. Yeah. Um, because when you're working with five, Fortune 500 companies, you have to have insurance. You have to have an establishment. You have to have a scene virtually for them to see you know where you've been and where you're going right so and so was there a lot of research involved in finding out how to set up a business yes mm-hmm. llc's are llc's with, with <laughs> your sole proprietor corporation it's a like lot right foreign language wow um, but honestly that is the key to wealth because yeah no it's true yeah the this system capitalistic system is built for businesses not Mm -hmm. for individuals so you just have to get in the game and figure it out as you go so you set up your business first or did you start cooking start i started cooking first and then you set up your business yeah i officially had my llc 2018 okay Mm -hmm. and i've been cooking since 2012. why did you decide that it was the right time to get your llc um tax write-offs you can write off your rent and i'm sure you were like (laughs) i'm sure you were spending a lot of money cabs and you know meetings and you're going to a lot of you know let's let's grab a drink and discuss exactly you're paying for that like all of those things could be written off under an llc so exactly it's It's time yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. and that was that was a smart move i'm assuming yeah oh the best yes yeah okay and then so who who was your first 
client? Ooh. <laughs> My first client, actually, I cooked for a firm. I don't think I should call their name, but it's a Fortune 500 firm that I actually used to work with when I was banking and one of the VPs, he was actually my personal client in yeah. the bank. Yeah. And then I cooked for him and he also actually um, advised me to do an LLC because I would have been able to profit more and yeah. charge more yeah. from an entity perspective versus like a personal perspective. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm so glad that you said that actually because I think oftentimes when we're leaving our jobs and going off to start our own businesses or whatever it may be that we're doing, a lot of times your former employer can be your first client. And For people sure. don't realize that. That's why you don't burn bridges. For sure. You keep all those relationships because that's usually, they, they know your work ethic. For sure. You have that relationship already there. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that was really smart of you to make someone that you used to work with your first client. Yeah. Because, I mean, people knew, like, I would talk about the way I talked about food, even my background, like, working at Per Se, mm -hmm. people die for that position. Yeah. So for me to leave so young and everyone was just like, oh, you must really just love to cook. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. That's really just what I want to do. I don't want the politics of it. I don't mm -hmm. want the extras that come with it. So it was just like... You wanted to be fulfilled. Yes. And doing something that made you yes, happy. for sure. That's so... That's... I mean, that's really, I think, what really pushes us to leave our jobs. Yeah. Is that you realize that your happiness is more important. It really is. Yeah. It really is. You can be making thousands of dollars and you're just miserable. It's true. Yeah, it's not How'd you learn to cook? Girl, don't make me cry. Oh, um, tell me. I want to know. My Clearly, family. you saw my, my fridge. I would love to know how yeah. you learned to cook. So I come from a cooking family. Like, I was born and raised in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. I was raised on a farm. Like Oh, that's uh, interesting. Yeah. What was that like? The best life you can ever think of. Like, nothing compares. Not living on Park Avenue. Not living in... Nothing. Yeah. Um, you wake up. You know, my errands in the morning was like to go to the chicken coop and get the eggs while they're still warm and milk the cow. I had and no idea about this. This is, I, it changes my perspective on you so much. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I, I say like I'm really a minimalist because I see the duality of what's beneficial for you between the high fashion fast life mm -hmm. in New York City and like living in a rural farm in Jamaica. Like, I have those two worlds, so I, it gives me a good medium yeah. where I stand. Yeah. Um, so my grandmother, God rest her soul, I lost her two weeks ago. So sorry um, to hear that. Thank you. Um, like, the dinner table is the most important location yeah. in my family's house. Really? Like, you, you can put your shoes on the couch, but do not touch the china or the dinner table. The wow. dinner table is like... A source of love that's how my grandmother and my mom show even to this day if you come to my mom's house mm -hmm. my mother offers you something to eat you better take that I love, I love that yeah it's just that's our culture um, so did you guys have a formal dinner every night every night so special though yeah. it really is special yeah. I, I I think it's so sad that that element is taken away from so many families nowadays mm -hmm. so many I, I wasn't allowed to eat in my room yeah. So if we were having dinner, it had to be at the table. And yeah. I, I thank my parents for that. 
Yeah. And that's why I started um, this dinner series. It's called the Now Dinner Series. Mm-hmm. And when you come, it's a long dinner table. Yeah. And I sit, everyone sit, and everyone speak to each other, and it's served family style. So yeah. So you have to speak to someone. Hey, can you pass me the lobster? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah, it's an old day to my culture. Okay, tell me more about the dinner series, though. Okay, so the inaugural dinner party, um, dinner series started for Friendsgiving, mm-hmm. and the second one is on January 25th. Okay. It's in Brooklyn. It's in a... By the um, way, the Friendsgiving one was gorgeous. Photos were stunning. Same, it's in the same location. It looks so elegant. It is so posh. It was so um, pretty. Everything served on China. Um, so we're celebrating the new year, mm-hmm. but on January 25th, it's the Lunar New Year um, celebration, which is a Chinese tradition. Okay. So um, I'm implementing Chinese tradition influences into the menu. It's a surf and turf menu, so it's going to be lobster, Amazing. shrimp, lamb, chicken, fish, everything just spread. Um, and I'm encouraging everyone to be a part of the dress code, like the Chinese geisha girl yeah. kind of thing. And then there's going to be a karaoke party after and unlimited cocktails. So. What made you want to start this series? So I threw a lot of dinner parties at my house mm-hmm. and my friend, everyone would like, if my friends would post it, people were like, Oh, Janine, why am I not invited? You know, like, why didn't I get an invite? Yeah. So my friends would like, just start a posh, like club, dinner club yeah. kind of thing. Um, and where other people could t- attend. Yes. Okay. Yes. And everyone has to dress up. It's not like, Oh, I'm going to come and you No. Like, I'm bougie to that extent. I love a good dress a code. I need a I need a lip color. Please. Dress code I need code a is... heel. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's a whole vibe. Oh. Entire vibe. Where can people find, like, just so people know where to, like, find photos of this or find more information, where can they? Everything's on my website, janinecabrini.com. Okay. J-A-N-I-N-E-C-A-B-R-I-N-I.com. Tickets are there. Pictures are there from the different events that we've had. So, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, it sounds so incredible what you've built and what you've done, but I can imagine it hasn't always been easy. Mm-mm. And there were probably some growing pains and some struggles. Yeah. Tell me about some of those. I think the struggle is the developing the business side. Okay. Because you learning your worth um especially in this day and age that everyone wants to be a chef on Instagram, it takes away from the art and the history of Mm -hmm. real chefs. Like I went to high school for cooking. Like I have an academy certificate graduation with my high school diploma for cooking. Then I went to college and got a bachelor's degree and I have a minor in culinary arts and nutrition. I went to Paris and cooked for three months. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Paris. Yes. Love Paris. Wait, is that something that you would encourage people to do if they do want to pursue Abs- cooking? I mean... Or sorry, not pursue, if they, want, if they want to pursue the culinary world. Do you think that they need that education? They don't. They don't? They don't. Okay. But culinary arts is equivalent to... Fifth Avenue, Paris, yes. London. Yeah. It's like it, high, it's elevated cuisine. Elevated. You have to know your numbers. You have to know math. You, you have to know timing. You have to know multitasking. That is a beast mm-hmm. in itself. So it's, yeah. it takes out the pleasure and the passion of cooking and more like the robotic 
institutive of I know that I need to create this beautiful platform mm -hmm. that someone's going to just love and adore just to look at. They're really not interested in eating it. It's mm -hmm. just to look at. It's Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's it's like the presentation. Right, the presentational. So you have to decide, is that what I, where I want to go or do I just want to cook to be happy and mm -hmm. I just create my own recipes and it's not about really the plating. It's just about people coming together and enjoying. So for me, I think really that's the joy in having a catering company because i'm able to have that duality like the dinner series i can just no one knows the menu oh that's another surprise. Thing. yeah so i i just give you like oh it's surf and turf but you don't know what you're legitimately eating or how it's going to be cooked it's not like i'm telling you oh we're gonna have a thai red curry no yeah you don't know what's happening right. until you get there right like commonly when you go to like a friendsgiving or you go to a friend's house mm -hmm. it's like you know there's going to be food but you don't know what what's going to be there exactly right yeah so i get that so i get to be creative and then i get to you know create beautiful events and menus for my clientele which is specific to what they want according mm -hmm. to their criteria yeah so then i get that duality so obviously Paris has such a special place in my heart I know. because that's where I spent. <laughs> when I saw you traveling, I was like, Ugh. that's where I spent my summer. And that's really what I left my job for. Mm -hmm. And I would love to hear about your experience in Paris and, and what you learned there, what you did. Did you know French? Tell me everything. Okay. So they did like a deep diving French course, maybe like three months before we had to leave. Yes. But I also, by the way, so chic that you went to Paris to cook. Like that is the chicest thing it ever. Sounds chic. Wait, what really... movie is that with Audrey Hepburn where she goes to Paris to learn how to cook? Isn't it? Is it? Oh. I don't know. I'm not. I've never. I don't own a TV. Yet. I'm not up on movies. And... Oh my god. Okay, we have to talk about that in a second. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> tell me about Paris. <laughs> Paris change i think paris changed my life that was the first country that i'd been to besides jamaica yeah um and it was just so posh so we cooked for the parliament so the government so we were in wow the, yeah we were in the parliament that is house. huge yeah it was insane it's also a lot of pressure it's exhausting i can it imagine it is yeah um but it was one of the best times of my life mm -hmm. um we cooked with parliament and government so you did the three-year program in Brooklyn while well, at the school and you were chosen to go there like if you met the criteria you knew what you were doing you yeah. knew the the corners of what French culinary is mm -hmm. then you're able to go to exercise that um did that for three months then we went out to the country to cook for like you know Michelin starred restaurants that's just out in the middle of a field somewhere oh with like gosh. lavender fields. There's a lavender field in the south. In the in, south, right? Yes. Yes. There's a restaurant not far from there. That's like it's only open during like spring and summer. Okay. Best. I did not understand French. I never. Yes. I ne even though I did the deep the deep diving class. I still didn't get it. Yeah. But it was just like, it was a beautiful exchange to interact with other people that was so passionate about food. Yeah. And it's like, it, it cooking is really a language. Yes. Because I did not. Agree. I absolutely. I didn't is. have any like bumps or bruises with like trying to communicate, trying to get my message across. It was seamless. Honestly. You communicated through your food. Mm -hmm. So you didn't have to know French. No, I didn't. Thank God. <laughs> 
And French are not patient if you do not know French. I, that's true. <laughs> I'm sorry. That that's was true. one thing I sorry, learned. Just apologize from the beginning. I'm sorry. Yeah, from very the very American. Sorry. Yeah, that was my thing. I was like, "What's the first phrase I need to know?" Sorry, I don't know French. <laughs> mm-hmm. And how did how was it living there and living abroad? Did you know anyone in Paris? This is ki- that was kind of a a leap in itself. Not only yeah. did you quit your job and go and pursue your passion of the culinary arts, you. Yeah went and moved to Paris to learn how to cook. Well, not, you you weren't learning how to cook. No, we were were, just cooking. You were just cooking. You were almost like perfecting your craft. Yes. Okay. Yes, we're perfecting your craft. It was just like a submersive opportunity to submerge yourself in the culture. Mm -hmm. To, you know, it's one thing to like, just follow a recipe book, watch videos, and you're in a classroom versus you're in the country, you're in the space, you're surrounded by the culture. Yeah. Definitely, definitely top five experiences of my life incredible have you been back to paris since yes i went to paris for new year's 2000 new year's eve 2017 isn't it such a special city yes it's it's but it's special to me for the food exactly it's after i go to the eiffel tower (laughs) i'm like okay like there's this um restaurant called chez henry he does like an eight hour smoked braised lamb eight hours whoa unmatched eight hours unmatched the fact that anything in life would take that long is <laughs> it's a bit off-putting i mean that's a typical thanksgiving dinner you're cooking for eight hours oh, yeah, i don't know much about that so. <laughs> you wouldn't know but you I'm definitely like, enjoy you mean that the turkey doesn't just you don't just throw it in the oven no. oh Mm-mm. could have fooled me Mm-mm. i come downstairs when dinner's ready. right turkey's being braised the night before yeah popping in the oven for four hours you know what so it's i'm so happy to hear you talk about paris and food because there was one time this summer when i was in paris and i went to this bar mm-hmm. at i forget the name of the hotel but it was like one of these bars that was on a list of like things that you should do in paris it's like go to this bar order the usual so i went to this bar I was the only one there and I was just like okay this is interesting but the bartender was so funny like we he was like taking Instagram videos of me and I was like he was telling me all about this like drink but what I loved is that he was like okay how long are you here what have you done so far he's like these are all of the things you need to eat while you're in Paris these are all the places you need to go he's like have you tasted this yet like we talked about food yes. so much and the French are so passionate about their food yes and they and they really are like they focus on quality. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. It was just like, he's like, no, you've had this, but have you had it from here? And he's like, have yeah. you had uh, champagne from this region? Ooh, and the champagne. Girl, let's not. Let's, the champagne in France. We're not going to even talk about that. I visited. Well, it'll like, change your life. A lot of chateaus. I mean, I had wine imported for like the next year after I left. I mean, you can't go back to there's certain things you can't go back to after paris and i will say your champagne is one of them your croissants yeah. is another yeah what else food it's just all the food it's just food for me i just like, ate so much good food and you know what i also the mindset that i adapted in paris was like enjoying my food because mm-hmm. it was my first night there so i was like so i was in paris to teach a course obviously and yeah my course started the next day after I arrived. So I was kind of like stressed out, like got off the plane scrambling, like trying to get things ready. And I found this like little cafe near my flat and I was like, oh, I'll have this to go. And he's like, oh no, no, we don't do to go. And I was like, so you mean I have to sit here 
by myself yeah. and eat this food. Yeah. And I remember, and I'm so happy it happened on my first night. I sat down on this sidewalk cafe, mm-hmm. ate my food by myself, and I was like, this is my new lifestyle. Yes. And, and I, the sidewalk cafes are the best. They're the best. I would always see, it's like two old men with espressos and cigarettes yeah. and just, ch- like, yeah. it, it's really where you, like, you you really experience Paris mm-hmm. on the sidewalk cafes. Yeah. That's where I was every day. Every day. After work. And that, I think that that was where I learned to actually enjoy food. So now when I eat, I like I taste the food and yes. I enjoy it. And I'm not yes. so distracted and I, I don't always get everything to go. No. I don't mind sitting and eating. Yep. And I think that that was really important for me to do because it also taught me to slow down. You have to. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. You have to. When I eat, my phone is on silent. Really? Mm-hmm. Every time? If I so say I'm meal prepping and on Sunday the first time I'm eating the meal that I cooked, my phone is on silent. My fiance knows that. Oh my gosh, when did you start doing this? Like forever. Really? Yeah. There's an art. Like if you you're not a cook, so you yeah. don't know. But right. it's like like guacamole. When I go to a restaurant and I see guacamole and the tomatoes the same size as the onion, mm-hmm. like no one takes the second to be like tomato is round and an onion is round so for someone to get these into squares that takes talent it takes talent so absolutely eyes are does burning to cut you perfect purple onions to go in your guacamole i mean you're so you're so right yeah i've never thought about my yeah, tomatoes so and my I'm onions like, and my guac i always i'm just like wow see and I'm that's like, who is in the kitchen <laughs> I'm like, oh, do you want to speak to the chef? Absolutely. See, that's why we need you. We need someone like you to like to observe those things. No, it takes a lot. Like people are like, why is chicken thirty dollars? Okay, it's chicken, but the wine that was used to braise your chicken is a you know Chateau um, Sauvignon uh, Cabernet Sauvignon that is a two thousand four. Yeah. That is the value. Yeah. But it's just people just like, why is this thirty dollars? There's value like but regular normal people don't process those things. Yeah. Yeah. So Well you're not you're not regular. You're not no, normal. no, no, no. <laughs> I always am like, Can I speak to the chef? Oh is it possible? You're that person. Yeah. And we appreciate you for and it. And you have to be because they're like in the kitchen for like sixteen hours. Yeah prepping just for one meal well that's beautiful that there are people like you that will actually give them that praise that they don't always get yeah because it's like you know owners are making sure the profit what is the overturning on the table yeah that's what they're focused on no one is like oh you really did a good job on that right and that's what it comes down to the experience so one thing on cocktails over coffee that we like to give our shots and so by a shot i mean something small Mm-hmm. Something strong and powerful that you want to pass on to someone. What shot do you want to give? Whew. I think in this life, you only have one life to live. Be you. Authentically you. Emphasis on authentic. Authentic. If you want to be a clown to paint kids' faces because you love to see kids smile, do it. Yeah. Do it. Clowns make like a hundred thousand a year. That's good to know. Tax free. <laughs> You're making me think. <laughs> yeah, like the black Santa Claus and Santa um in Atlanta, 
he profits like 35,000 Christmas season cash. That's huge. Just from being Santa Claus. And he just loves the experience of seeing kids smile. Okay. <clears throat> Noted for clowns. Yeah. We're and in Santa a world Claus. where <laughs> whatever you think is valuable is actually valuable if you make it valuable. We're no longer in a world where you have to do this because this is the, you know, the paradigm or you have to right. follow a certain path. It's like, no, whatever path you want to take, take it and make it valuable. What's next for you? Nutritional consulting. Mm -hmm. I want to give workshops across the world, across America, because especially in our community as black and brown people, where mm -hmm. the medical industry was not built for our benefit. Yeah. Um, and we're being medicated. We're being um, instituted on a process that's really not for our bodies. Mm -hmm. And I would really like to educate people on that. So. That's what's next. I'm excited to see you do that. Thank you. Where can everyone keep up with you and figure out what's next and learn more about your dinner series? I know you plugged it before. Let's do it one last time. Janine Cabrini on Instagram, janinecabrini.com, J-A-N-I-N-E-C-A-B-R-I-N-I on Instagram, janinecabrini.com. You'll learn everything between those mediums. Thank you so much for being here, Janine. So you. fun. I'm Cheers. It was delicious, by it the way. It was. So good. <laughs> also, how cute are these little glasses? I think so. The after five decor. We'll never be using this because we, we prefer our cocktails over our Absolutely. coffee. Absolutely. <laughs> coffee, coffee is very dehydrating. True. It stains your teeth. <laughs> Tune in next week for Happy Hour on Cocktails Over Coffee.